The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Oh, brother, hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, a man whose voice lessons consist of cigarettes and a good single malt scotch, the unmistakable voice of the Adam Carolla podcast, Mike Dawson. Chet, it is so good to be here. first, it's time for the Waterhouse Weekend, an update brought to you by Nice Cubes, the ice cubes with just a hint of Prozac. Final four, tensions thicker than patchouli incense at a feminist bookstore. Loyola of Chicago, like a Kia salesman with a month-ending quota, they just keep coming at you. Michigan, like your grandpa trying to get you to set up his car stereo, they just keep coming at you. Villanova, like a zombie on Walking Dead who thinks this is his big acting break, they just keep coming at you. Kansas, like Grayson Allen eyeballing an opponent's shin, they just keep coming at you. Loyola's 98-year-old sister Jean said, I don't want to put pressure on you kids, but I'm pretty sure this is my one shot. And Michigan coach John Beeline promised he'll try to look less like a scary drifter. That update brought to you by Fruit Baskets. Nobody really wants them, so stop sending them. NASCAR! Martinsville Speedway postponed races because of snow. Tough to work a lug wrench in mittens. Golf! Bubba Watson won the match play championship by successfully matching salmon slacks with a teal polo shirt. And finally, spring training. Giants ace Madison Bumgarner fractures his hand. Well, he didn't. A line shot did. It's not like he put it through a plate glass window when he found out two broke girls was canceled. That Waterhouse update brought to you by Pumpkin Patch. Kick your pumpkin addiction once and for all with the Pumpkin Patch. Now it's talk time. Oh, brother Mike Dawson here. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I can only imagine, Mike, that when your balls drop, they hit your ankles. Where did that voice come from? Your dad talk like that or what? Yeah, it came from, uh, I believe, a surgery I had. I believe it was a trachea. Uh, I had a trachea. A tracheotomy. A Man, tracheotomy. they went in the wrong end. They cut some stuff. <laughs> they, they went in the wrong end on that tracheotomy. Yeah. And cigarettes. Cut, <laughs> cigarettes. To keep help. him breathing, <laughs> cut a hole near his lungs. <laughs> yeah, that was a little low, I think. Wow. So now when did you first talk? Do you remember literally like having like a little boy voice and then all of a sudden, boom, goes way down there. Do you remember that? No, I don't. It didn't seem to happen like that, but I was always loud. And so uh, having a a voice just kind of, I guess, came naturally. One day it sounded neat, but I had no idea because I just kept talking. Yeah, yeah. It was just inside of you. You couldn't hear it. Instinctual, we'll call it. How'd you run into Corolla? When that happened? Uh, let's see. It was 19-something. No, it wasn't. It was 2000-something. I was out of a job. I was doing middays in San Francisco. Wow. Middays in San Francisco. Not getting, even on radio. On you were radio. just on one of the right. hills. No, it was, it was on, on radio. Lombard Street doing middays. They were paying me $50 a show in like Market 6. <laughs> you might have made more money on Lombard. Yeah, and, uh, and I was looking for a job every day, and I saw a job that said technical producer for the Adam Carolla show. And I said, what is a technical producer? <laughs> and then I faked it. Wow. How That's do you the way fake that? Uh, just say you can do something, and then... Figure out how to do it when you're while wow, you're doing to the it. Test exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you do it. Because the word technical, Mike, uh, would have given me the heebie-jeebies. That would have got out of there. So now you're technically producing the Adam Carolla show. A lot of syllables in that word. At what point did you think to yourself, you know, I think it's okay 
for me to try to slip a little comedy in here. Because that's a, that's a little bit daunting. Adam Carolla thinks uh, faster off the top of his head than just about anybody in the business. The first funny thing I ever did was I made a fake movie trailer for the movie Stick It. And I said, uh, I don't think I want to know. Uh, Stick It. How did these guys get another job? <laughs> and uh, and Kimmel emailed the show and said, whatever that was, keep doing it. And so that was my, uh, when, I, when I got to be funny. For it was inspi- So Jimmy Kimmel inspired you. He did. I don't believe that phrase has ever been uttered before. For first time right here. Now look at your range, because you do like a ton of, you do, well, first of all, people should know, you do a lot like a sound engineering, and you do the technical thing, and then you do voiceover, and then you do, you do a, uh, audio books. I do. And look, the, the range on these, oh, brother, it's unbelievable. Well, it's a good thing I'm fluent in English for all of those things. Yeah, it really, thank goodness. And that plug brought to you by Breasts, the all-white meat chicken restaurant. <laughs> but look at the range on this guy, you did like Donald Trump's Apprentice, and then you did like Jane Goodall. I mean, that's like from going from DeSade to Florence Nightingale. Do you pick the projects, or do they pick you? Well, I, I didn't do anything with Donald Trump. Uh, I did meet but him you once. Did like the, yeah, you did I, I, I watched The Apprentice on TV. But Were I you did, at home calling it? No, I did, I did meet. I'm going to have to talk to my stat man, Jimmy. I got bad... I did meet Donald Trump at the Playboy Mansion uh, one time. Where else? Uh, he was a dick. He was. <laughs> he was 100% dick. He does. I'm going to say this, and I think the comedians out there will know what I'm talking about. He reminds me of the club owner who seems like a fun guy and then takes you out Saturday night and parties with you. And then Sunday when you walk over to pick up your check, he's not home. That's, that's that guy. That's, that's that the kind of guy. That's the club owner there, man. And then, uh, yeah, who was the other chick? The science lady? The yeah, monkey yeah, Jane lady? Goodall, Jane Goodall. Yeah. What a sweetheart that lady is. Really? Yeah, they put me on a microphone in one of those uh, TV shows that's going to be broadcast to theaters. You know they're doing that now, yeah, Chet? Yeah, yeah, So people all over man, the world that's... go into a theater, and then they hand me a microphone and say, okay, you're live, and we got to do this whole voiceover thing. And I remember one point while I was doing that, I had to introduce a little segment with Jane Goodall. And Char and Charlize Theron, and my in ear monitor went out, and they were supposed to count me in, and so I'm just standing there waiting for the three, two, one. A technical snafu. And everybody's looking at me, and then finally somebody waves and points, and then I do my line, and I do it great. But there was about 20 seconds of dead air, and it was a technical failure. Hey, look, sometimes... And I was not the technical producer. The caveman way is the best. Just wave wildly in a panic and point. That tends to work. Now, deep, deep in your past, you worked uh, one of my favorite events to watch of all times, the great outdoors games? I did. I, I worked the what GOG. What did you do for them? What I, was, I was the disc jockey. I was the DJ for... The rifle events. Now, if people don't know, the great outdoors competition was uh, like com- combined uh, outdoors activities and hunting and hunting dog competitions. And then like lumberjack stuff where like two guys are slicing through a redwood with a two-man pull saw from the gold rush. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's the redneck Olympics is what it is, <laughs> essentially. That's a good way to put it. That brought to you, incidentally, by Creme de Hay for a great tasting aperitif at one-tenth the price. Try Creme de Hay. So what did you do for these people? Well, I had to pick music that would interlude between the rifle events at the shooting territory 
And so I had to find songs like Love Gun and Shoot to Thrill and all these songs that had something to do with firing a gun. Oh, man, you had to legit. Somebody actually looked at you and say, hey, kid, bridge these two events in a believable uh-huh. fashion. Oh, uh-huh. That's got to hurt. And you found a way to do it? I found a way to do it all during a hurricane. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, hurry, we were in Florida. We're in Florida in hurricane season for the great outdoor games. And just about every other day, the event got blown out. <laughs> we got to get this in in a hurry. Andrew's only 50 miles off the coast. That's got to sting. That's the way it happened. That brought to you by Burlap Skimpy Lingerie. The less there is, the less it itches for her lap. Try Burlap. Now, listen to me. You're a music uh, career. I, I heard some of your cuts. They're they're pretty good. Now you playing everything out there. You're doing like the guitar. No, I just play the guitar, and you're singing though. And I'm singing. That's your voice, and that you wrote a voice. And I did write the songs. Yes, that's impressive. What do you want to do? Like you're already singing now. You are you you're out there doing gigs. Uh, yeah, we're playing. Uh, how about May 11th at Borderline in Thousand Oaks, California. Love that venue. Uh, yeah, we're going to be playing a Corolla Drinks event uh, there. You're familiar with the Corolla Drinks, right? I am familiar with the entire family of Corolla Drinks. They got some awesome stuff. Mangria and, uh, and, some, and the Endless Rant, or something. the Lager and the IPA. It's it's beautiful stuff. And listen, don't hold uh, this is not Mike's uh, a statistical problem. Thousand Oaks honestly has about 2,300, 2,400 oaks in it. So don't count and blame Mike for that. All That's right? true. That's just a club you're working. That's awesome. Now, do you play with other guys? There's a uh, whole band up there? There is a whole band. There are other guys in the band that we play instruments, and they, they play together and make that sound. Man, how long have you been doing that along with the 19 other things you do? Uh, I first picked up a guitar at 13, and I quit guitar lessons after two months and started writing songs with five chords, and I haven't learned another chord since. Uh, who needs to? Yeah, not me, you not Tom five Petty. five chords, it's hard enough. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Worked for Tom Petty and uh, worked for that other guy there, too, uh, that uh, John Hyatt guy. And it uh, it worked for, well, he's probably not in the same caliber, but let's admit it. He only had five chords, Casey, in the Sunshine Band. Sure. I got an L.A. Harden sound engineer and musician and a showbiz pro with me today. So let's get some good rock and roll advice out of, out of you. Advice. Uh, 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 what's the red flag? To you, when you're walking up to room and you go, you know something, I am just not going to enter that club right now. Is there a moment? Yeah, if there's a line outside, <laughs> you don't want to go in if there's a line outside. Uh, now, if I'm playing the club and there's yeah. a line outside, great, I'll go in. But uh, if I'm walking up to a club, the the big red flag for me is if there's a line outside. <laughs> so if it's popular, and forget then, it. And then number two is a cover charge. If there's cover a cover charge, charge, I'll turn around and walk that away. Doesn't, yeah, that's a, that's a level of commitment uh, in this day and age. I don't care what they say about the unemployment rate. Look, I'm uh, going to pay you to be here anyway. I'm going to buy some beer. Rent, really, I guess. But I'm not going to pay you to walk through the door. What are you, a troll? Man, I Bridge like that advice. Yeah. You should shout that from about 30 feet away at the door. I do, <laughs> as a matter of fact. One time one time in Santa Barbara where I uh, uh, spent some time uh, as a youth, about that a decade. Sound good. We went to, <laughs> we used to go to this club called the Wildcat Lounge. And then one day, we always used to walk up to the door at the Wildcat, shake hands with the doorman and be let right in. And we bypassed the line. Well, then one day he decided that there was a VIP line. 
and he got gave people VIP cards, and they stood in another line, separate line. And I still mm-hmm. walked up to the door and said to get in. I said, "No, you got to get in that other line now." I said, "Look, I'm not going to get a piece of paper from you that says I can stand in line with a bunch of assholes who think they're somebody." <laughs> and the owner of the club is like, "Shh, shh, shh. Okay, come in. You don't have to wait in line." Wow. So you, you threw a, like a heebie-jeebie fit, and they let you in. It wasn't so much of a fit as it was, I'm taking a stand, and you're stupid. Man, you make uh, John Cougar Mellencamp sound well-adjusted. I don't mm. want to say anything but the authority problem. You've been fighting that your whole life? Yeah, and I always win. That's why we're here. Yeah. All right, oddest form of payment you ever got for a gig? Oh, God. Because, man, does oh, it, man. Does a, a ride times. count? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got a ride. I got a ride <laughs> to the gig. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's impressive. Most satisfying road trip, regardless of the money you got paid. Where was the one gig you went to where he said, you know, I don't think I'm topping that uh, gig off stage. I don't care. I played uh, a uh, historic hotel in Yosemite called the. Uh, I don't know. It was in the middle the of the Awani. The Awani. I played Awani. the Awani. Yeah. I, don't I, know play, why I know played that. in the lobby of the Awani Hotel. And uh, that was uh, the most I did the bare-handed trout hunt up there. I call that. That's how I know that. Go ahead. It's a great time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a bunch of rock-climbing people and me and an acoustic guitar. And uh, and it's the prettiest drive you've ever done, gate-to-gate gate, in yeah. Yosemite National Park. You think in the back of your head, you know... Uh, if it snows and I don't get out of here for two, three months, I'm okay. Yeah. yeah I kind of hope that. I know that feeling. Weirdest band name you ever saw in a marquee. And the reason I say this, Mike, is because I love coming down Sunset Boulevard and seeing on on, on one side it says uh, the Viper Room. And on the other side it says the Whiskey. And then the Viper Room marquee is like a Sanskrit kaboom tonight. And then on, on like the, uh, on the, the, the Whiskey uh, marquee it says Salty dollop of hate. I mean, I love, what is like the weirdest, or maybe the weirdest band name you were ever in? God, uh, that's a tough one. But I always, I always wanted to own a club with a marquee, a very, very small club, and then on at the middle of the night, at like three o'clock in the morning on March thirty first, I would change the marquee to say tonight only Van Halen. <laughs> And just leave it up all day the next day. and um, That's just announced. That's, yes. <laughs> and, then, and just have it say sold out. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. the greatest. That and, then, great. and then at the end of the day, you just put up, put up canceled on the marquee. <laughs> now, advice for there's got to be kids out there uh, just like you. Uh, I was sitting there in uh, Vacaville thinking about uh, selling their dirt bike and coming to coming to Los Angeles to pursue a career in a show business. What's your advice to them? Well, my advice is, is listen listen to the things that are happening around you. If you have something, L.A. will let you know real quick. If you don't have something, pack up and go home because you'll know immediately. That advice brought to you by All Hams on Deck, the All Ham Restaurant. Try our Hambrosia pudding. This is a real commercial. Hey, here's some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. And you can place your key fob up to your chin to increase its range. Weird, right? Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. 
True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with True Car, users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. That was a real commercial. Time for the fiery four. Oh, brother. The fiery four. Takes so hot, they'll hip check Stormy Daniels out of the news cycle. Here we go, Mike Dawson from the Adam Gorilla Show. Fire number one. Tiger Woods, like Lazarus, back from the dead. Can he win the Masters? No, he cannot. No way, huh? No, he's, he's too up in his own head. He will fall apart at the end of it. They'll keep saying he's in contention throughout the whole weekend, and then he will uh, lose miserably. Yeah, they'll they'll sell his name to build the ratings, and then his right. back's going to snap like a twig. Fire number two! Should Tom Brady retire, or should the rest of the Patriots retire? Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. I was proud of writing that one myself. You know what? I'd like to see all the Patriots fans just stay in New England and stop moving to L.A. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to see any more Patriots fans and here, if, huh? If, if Tom Brady retiring or the, the, the Patriots retiring will, will help that happen, I'm all in favor of it. Man, oh, man. No love for the Patriots. Fire number three. You're a California boy, born and bred. You've gone from San Diego up to Marin and probably even north. Who is your baseball team? Why and will they win the World Series this year? Oakland A's. And no, Oakland A's are the greatest <laughs> baseball team in the world because you could and can until probably the three seasons from now. Take BART, Bay Area Rapid Transit, right to Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. And get off, and we used to we used to get into those games, uh, dollar bleacher days, and we had a contest among me and my other seventeen year old friends, who could sneak the most beers into the stadium. Man, that is a classic. I hold that record with twenty two beers as a gun belt. Wow! And uh, and the security security just they patch it down. They know what you're carrying. Right. They say, but it's up in Alameda, baby. They just kind of shake their head and go, oh, more of these kids. Fire number four. Good to see the locals coming to the games. Fire number four. You got pipes. Who's your favorite sports announcer and who's your least favorite sports announcer? Oh, God. Uh, You know, I'm a big NFL guy, Chet. I love watching the NFL. And uh, I think. Press and company accepted, of course. uh, Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, I'm gonna say, and this is a this is gonna be a uh, a not very popular uh, thing. Um, not a fan of Joe Buck. Huh? I understand. I can not understand. a fan of Joe Buck. Big fan. Now, what bothers you about Joe? Is it just uh, the the voice, the timbre of his tone? I just feel like he doesn't seem to know much about the game. He just kind of repeats what happened on the screen. Just, uh, Coach is thinking uh, yes. about the play here. No shit. <laughs> and uh, my favorite, my favorite sportscaster uh, to watch the NFL with, and this is the probably the very unpopular one, uh, Greg Gumbel. Yeah, boy, he doesn't call much anymore. No, he doesn't. But uh, he just he kind of he kind of lulls you to sleep almost. Be, yeah, you, yeah, he's real mellow. 
and it's then a, boom. Made football a good nap sport, <laughs> and he doesn't he doesn't really want to wake you up with the shocker. You right, know? right. He'll just be like. And it looks like he's going all the way to the end. There'll be a touchdown. I'm sorry I didn't mean to wake you up, but touchdown. That is fantastic. Man, oh, man, that is the Fiery Four. Brought to you by Sticky Buns, the breakfast joint with hot girls telling funny jokes. Now, um, uh, let me talk to you a little Pop bit about... Quiz. Oh, man, right away. I didn't even what, uh, what, uh, Pop quiz. Oh, brother. I don't do too well on these. I'm going to tell you right now, Mike. But let's go for it. I'm going to try to win this time. Pop okay, quiz. I'm going to make this an all-Wisconsin rock and roll round pop quiz. Ooh, Steve brother. Miller. Yes. Steve Miller's from Milwaukee. Can, I'm going to say yes. Oh, that's not the question. Can you name the five places he visited in the song Rockin' Me? Oh, Rockin' Me, baby. Uh, Tangiers, uh, Vietnam, uh, and weirdly, uh, New Orleans. And uh, then I'm going to go the North Pole and the South Pole. That is incorrect. Oh, damn it. Did I get any of them right? No, you did not. Son of me. So I'm 0 for 5 inside the first question. It's, that's right. That's right. What are they? Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. All right. Uh, t- Tacoma? Tacoma, Washington. Uh, there we go. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Atlanta, Georgia, and Los Angeles, California. Son of a gun. Uh-huh. Okay. Lester William Pulfus was born in Washika, Wisconsin. Wakisha. Wakisha. Waukesha. Waukesha. In 1959. What is Lester William Pulfus better known as? Brother, um, um, Lester William Pulfus. Oh, brother, I- I'm going to have to go, um, 1959, you say? He was born in 1915. Oh, 1915. Ah, 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 Liberace. Now, Les Paul. Les Paul. Les Paul. Close, though. <laughs> Very, very close. Hey, uh, I'm 0-2, but you got to uh-huh. give me credit. I'm the only guy who's ever mistaken Les Paul for Liberty. All right, here's an easy one for you, Chad. I'm there. Violent Femmes are also from Milwaukee. Yes. Name one of their songs. Um, brushes, brushes. Is that the name of it? Should be the name. Brushes, of brushes. On, yeah, something walk, not walking on the sun. Blinded by the, I got a bad ego. Damn it. You're thinking of Blister in the Sun, Chad. Yes, I am. We would have also accepted Gone, Daddy Gone, Added Up, Kiss Off, Country Death Song, American Music. So I'm down 0 for 4? 0 for for 3 so far. 0 for 3. Yeah, here's question number 4. The subset 0 for 5 on the (laughs) bridge. This is is a true or false. Here's your chance to come back. (laughs) All right. The band Bongzilla once championed the great Madison, Wisconsin stoner rock scene. True or false? False. That is true, Chet. Oh, Bongzilla. That was Bongzilla a 50-50 and 50 50 I screwed it up. Son of a gun. One more question for you. The pop quiz. Lake Monona. Yes. What happened at Lake Monona on December 10th, 1967? December 10th, 1967 on Lake Monona. Oh, brother. I'm going to say somebody went down into the lake. Somebody went down. It's too late for Buddy Holly, mm-hmm. uh, so it had to be the one after Buddy Holly. Uh, I'm going to go with um, uh, Hall and Oates. <laughs> I took a shot. Correct answer is Otis Redding went oh, down in a plane crash in damn that it. lake. Oh for, yeah, for 5, Chad. with a subset 0 for 5, literally uh-huh. Uh-huh. 0 for 10 on the pop quiz. Mike Dawson nailing me, brought to you by three guys from Italy Restaurant. Why do you got to know their names? What's it to you anyways? <laughs> you like the food? Shut up and eat. 
Thanks to my guest today, the Adam Carolla Show's deep throat, the one and only Mike Dawson. Follow him on Twitter at Dawes Angeles. And go spend a couple of minutes perusing his website. It's worth it. It's wildly entertaining. DawesAngeles.com. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse. And my buddy Jeff Cesario at Real Jeff Cesario. Thanks for listening. Spread the word. We're on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. If you want more of me this weekend, everybody and Mike, I'm up at Lake Castaic calling the Miss Crankbait Pageant, brought to you by Hooker Fish Hooks. Catch the big one with a hooker. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.